Hey, hey, on this episode of Sapa Chaz Wrestling, we are going to preview the Elimination Chamber last off Perth, Australia before WrestleMania. What happens here will determine a lot what we're going to get for WrestleMania. Also, Collision, Dynamite, AEW, Sting's last match, March 3rd. All this and so much more coming up on this episode of Sapa Chaz. So guys and gals, strap in and let's get the show started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sam Chance Wrestling. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Join with me, as always, my man in the Everlast shirt, Mr. Chance. Michaels. Chance, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Not bad, man. Not bad at all. Here we are, Tuesday. We are basically a few days away from the Elimination Chamber, which is really interesting here. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to play out. Uh, not just because of the card, but because of the time difference. We're getting this on the West Coast at 2 a.m., 5 a.m. on the East Coast. So they're not catering to the North American market at all. They're doing this in real time in Australia. It starts at 6 p.m. there. Your thoughts on such a big pay-per-view being shown so late in North America? Good for the people in Australia and the people in that time zone. I mean, for people in North America, nobody's going to watch it live. You'll have a PVR and you'll watch in the morning. I mean, unless you're a die, die hard, especially in the West Coast, unless you're a die hard wrestling fan, nobody's staying up at two in the morning to watch the thing. And it's going to be down to five, six in the morning, basically pulling it over there. It's not happening. You know, most people just uh, DVR it and watch it when you get up. Yeah. Which I, sucks I, because you're going to get the. You're going to get the alerts and spoilers to your phone, but nobody's watching it too anymore. Not North America, no way. Well, I mean, it's it's a tough one too, right? I mean, it's nice that, you know, the other markets are getting their fair share because a lot of the times, like even up until recently, a lot of the UFC stuff that was happening in Abu Dhabi would be happening Sunday morning. Yeah. Or, or boxing matches would be happening Sunday morning in Australia in order to facilitate the fan base out here i think that's more so with boxing that makes sense because of the people who might be participating for example when haney was fighting combosis it made more sense to do it at the sunday morning considering that haney was the bigger name and you know that just made more sense for them to do it that way but with wrestling and we've said this on the show so many times chance that we're not the only market that's catered to right yeah. So, I mean, it's good that they're showing that. And, and why should the fans who are paying good money for a ticket in Australia have to go at some weird time? 6 p.m. is a perfect time for them. They're the ones paying for the tickets to be there live. They should be catered to first instead of making them go there at like 9 in the morning or something to cater yeah. to us. Yeah, so no, 100%. I think, I think, I think you know, the smart thing for everyone to do, and we'll give you hints, is turn off your alerts, man. If you don't want to know what happens and you want to be able to watch the show without spoilers, just... Stay off the your sad phone. part about this show, I think it's going to be one of the most easy, most predictable shows we're ever going to see here. I think all the favorites are going to go we'll get into that. We break it down, but I don't think there be too much, uh, too much surprises here. Well, I mean, maybe not, but like I said, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, man. But yeah, yeah let's uh, let's get into it, man. Let's talk AEW. Let's just get that going right away. Uh, Dynamite last week, we 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 had Boxley against Dax Harwood to start off the show. Um, Pretty hard-hitting affair. I mean, these guys didn't go soft. I think that's the one thing I've noticed with AEW a lot, that they do a lot more of the strong style kind of... Trying to, yeah. 
you know, it, but that's the style they kind of portray. Like you look at a lot of the guys in there, maybe they're a little bit younger and they can, you know, do that with their body a bit more, but strong style seems to be the predominant style that most of these guys work with even at all levels. I've noticed, you know what I mean? Um, but Moxley, man, he looks good, but you know, it's just kind of, how much more can he do like with this body? I think it's too much, John Moxley. He started off dynamite, you know, coming to the crowd, this crazy guy. He started off collision. Like, well, first of all, I thought these guys must be separate. You know, Moxley shouldn't be on collision, but he's on collision and dynamite. I don't know. I think it's a little too much Moxley starting off all the shows. And I get it. He's one of their big stars, but I thought it was a little overboard with Moxley on these on the AEW this week, personally. Well, with Moxley, the one thing is, is that they've really put a lot of solace and, and, um expectation on him uh example when the first whole thing with cm punk happened and everything the guy was supposed to go on vacation but they asked him to cancel it because they needed him because they didn't have anyone to fill in so mock seems to be that guy that their go-to guy right now in terms of like oh you need to save us or or daniel o'brien in those situations you know what i mean like they're not really relying on chris jericho anymore per se kind of spots but yeah uh, but let's the one thing on. about AEW and WWE, we need to stop the nonsense. Raw's exclusive brand, SmackDown's exclusive brand, Dynamite and Collision. It's all crap. These guys show up on all the shows. Get rid of this branding. It never sticks. It's so fake, so phony. Stop it. Just let the guys show up on any show as needed for the story because it's just it's so cheesy how they do it. Both companies are guilty of it. I've been saying that for years. It's just stop it. They all come on the shows. Why even they think we're idiots? You know, just say, hey, you're gonna come when we come and. You're invited on, you invited off, assign you exclusively to this, and they show up on the next show. Well, I think for the really? most part, majority of the guys stick to their brands. It's probably the top names that you're probably referring to that kind of jump yeah. around a bit more. But for the most part, your mid carters and everyone else are all on their show, they don't really jump around. I get what you're saying, bro, but sometimes you mm-hmm. kind of need to do that in order to promote the show, right? I get it. So they should just stop doing that and just have everybody show up when you want. Right. That's what well, I think. Well, with WWE right now, I think with Elimination Timber happening, and you know, because it's a mix chamber with, with guys from Raw or SmackDown, so to speak. So, I mean, it's that kind of makes it hard. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. But to be fair, I think they've done a pretty, at least from the WWE perspective, I think they've done a fairly good job with the brands uh, for the most part. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. But I, another I, thing I'm going to point out, like I say it every week, I keep saying it, the commentating on AEW is by far so much superior to WWE. Even last night, Pat McAfee yeah, in that shirt from what, 1982 he's wearing, that ugly collared shirt. He's standing on top of the announce table. He's dancing. He's goofing around. He just looks like, just like a, he's like a drunk frat boy. You know what I mean? Just well, acts like an idiot, looks like an idiot. And, and uh, I get it. It's a refreshing bro- listen to AEW's play by play. Brother, here's the thing, man. Honestly, I mean, I, I know where you're coming from. I get it. I'm not being argumentative with you here, but I'm probably going to sound I'm going to be argumentative. Dude, we got to keep in mind the crowd that they're catering to now, right? It's not our crowd anymore. But it's not our crowd anymore. It's just so, he just is so fake and he's so contrived. And it's so I like him. I enjoy him. Realistic. To be honest, I, I enjoy Pat McAfee. I do get I think it. Pat McAfee is one of the most overrated people in anything from he was a kicker in that fl i get it and then he had a little talk show he's got a larger life personality but if you actually listen to the guys talk which i've done many times because he comes on before my favorite talk show host of all time listen every day for three hours the guy's not very knowledgeable with any subject he talks about he just kind of goes and he's kind of funny he's flamboyant he's loud and he acts cool like a drunk frat boy but if you actually listen to the guy talk he doesn't really know much well and that's I mean, why some of, the, some of the other hosts are kind of knocking him a little bit like when he yeah. talks football so 
each of their own men. But I mean, I think yeah. again, I get he's popular. I get why they bring him in, but like, holy crap, he wouldn't be doing that stuff if Vinny was in Gorilla. He'd say, hey, "Chill out." I get it. But keep in mind, and I'll always, I'll go blue in the face with yeah, this point. For kids, I get all that, right? But there's a way to the way you can still be cool to the kids without acting like a buffoon every night. He's just, everybody's the greatest, the best he's seen. Like it's just so, it's too much. It's kind of like Morinello and Tony Romo. Everybody's the greatest. Everything is the best, and it just it, you tune it out after a while because it's just you don't believe the guy anymore. All right, all right. Well, fair enough, man. We will agree to disagree. I mean, it's just it's never ending. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, the wrestling we loved doesn't exist anymore. No, I know wrestling's for kids. I get right? I get what they're doing, right? But even even when I'm watching with my kid and his friends, like, dude, this is ridiculous, you know. So it's it's yeah, I just don't understand the guy. So what do you? What would your solution be then, bro? Not to put you on the spot. What do you do? Anybody, any any other commentator about Pat McAfee? I would I would rather prefer Wade Barrett, anybody over him, because he he's dancing on the table and he's dressing like a fool. I get it, he's trying to be a large in life character. I get what he's doing, but it's Pat McAfee is just not a wrestling commentator. That's just my take. All right, fair enough. Fair, for fair enough. Yeah, we will leave it there. We will leave it yep. there. Um, all right, so we got Sting. His final match is coming up here on March, in the beginning of March, uh, March, March 3rd, 3rd, I believe. Um, probably going to be defending those tag team titles against the Young Bucks. Um, the Young Bucks, man. Let's talk about them for a couple minutes. Do you think they would be better off if they ever came to the WWE, or do you think they've done well enough for themselves that they don't need the WWE? Well, everybody needs the WWE because that's the biggest that's the biggest stage. That's like going to the NFL or NHL. So wherever it says they don't need to go to the WWE, I don't believe them because that's the biggest stage. Why wouldn't yeah. you know? That's like saying, I want to play college football only and never want to go to the NFL. That doesn't make sense, right? So they would be better off in WWE, but they are the perfect AEW wrestlers. They look like AEW guys. They flip around like AEW guys. They're built like AEW guys. So I think they're in the perfect spot. But of course, if they were in WWE, they'd be... Because they've, 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 they've avoided it. They've avoided it so yeah. much. They've avoided going there. They, they've turned it down. They don't want to go there. Um, do you think they'll ever show up there? Yeah, they will come there eventually, I think. Cost Fair themselves enough. a lot of money by doing that. Um, eventually, they'll come there. Fair enough. All right. They're so, like the anti-authority. Like they're like that punk rock band, you know, at the local bar. That's too cool to go to the big show, and and they just kind of stay indie, indie, indie until they realize, oh crap, my bank account's getting low, and they'll come there one day. Well, I mean, they do come from the school of CM Punk in terms of straight edge, so it's kind of interesting to think that the guys that he fought with were just as straight edge as him. So straight edge guys don't seem to be able to get along together. It seems, eh? Well, yeah, the grumpy guys, but and, and that's what I'm glad you brought that up. Look at the guys CM Punk's fighting. Young bucks are built like little kids. They can't defend themselves. They're skin and bones. He's picking on little guys. You've never heard of CM Punk fighting a guy his size. He's always a little guy. Darby Allens and Young Bucks. Like, come on, dude. So when it comes to straight edge, do you think maybe if they had a drink, they'd just chill out a bit? I think so. Yeah. I think I should also have a shot of scotch and see how they feel. And now this will let us know if people are actually listening to the show. Do you think Muslims would be chiller if they had some bacon once in a while? I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. You take so much away from everybody. Of course, they're going to be grumpy, and the people that are the happiest are the ones that live free. Absolutely, always. Right. I mean, living free within limitation, mind you, not not being an ass about it or or over, you know, being free, sort of a deal. Absolutely. But you know what I mean? It's just like if yeah. you look at people who are grumpy, if you look at denominations that are grumpy. It's because of all the, probably all the things that they can't do. 
Yeah. And speaking of Young Bucks, we always said Sting will never come to WWE. Sting will never come to WWE. He didn't come to like, what, 13, 14 years after Vinny bought yeah. it, but he yeah. did come. So yeah. the Young Bucks will come one day if they stay relevant. If they stay relevant. There we go. I'm still waiting to hear. You know, MJF has been pretty quiet. I'm curious to know what's going on with him. Um, we haven't really heard a peep out of him. So, you know, if anyone yeah. knows what's happening with MJF, let us know. Yeah. All right, man, it's time to move over to the juggernaut. Let's see what's going on in the world of WWE. Last night's Raw was a go-home show for uh, the Elimination Chamber being held in Perth this Saturday. Uh, but before that, let's go to SmackDown very quickly and just take a quick look at that promo that happened at the end of the show. Rock coming out, 1998 Rock emerged. Uh, calling people fat, you know, insulting the crowd, everything you're not allowed to do today. The Rock just let it fly, man. It was refreshing to see 98 Rock. It was. It just sucks it had to come this the way it came, for the fans to cry and chant on the internet to force Rock to become the bad guy. It's supposed to be Rock and Roman. The Cody Crybabies forced this to happen. Now we are going to get Rock, or sorry, Roman and Cody again for a second year in a row. Um, it's sad that they caved to the Cody Crybabies and let them dictate the show. The marks run wrestling, especially with the new regime in charge. But yeah, it's great to see what he was doing. You know, he wore that $500 shirt again, and uh, he's out there talking smack. The thing is, The Rock is not quite as popular as he once was. He is early 50s now. He doesn't really resonate quite as much with the, the younger, the Cody Crybaby fans. Um, but I love Guys like us, we loved it. But he's bringing back all of us. That's the thing. That's why. That's what I like. Right? No, I'm, so I, love, I love what he's doing. He You're so great. gonna. The only thing is, I feel bad for Roman because when Roman's standing there, he just looks like a mid-card guy. Like the Rock is a larger than life superstar, one of the greatest of all times. And here's Rock ripping promos. Roman couldn't even talk one tenth of good as the as the Rock could talk, and he's just dominating the bloodline because like, he's just when the Rock's there, he's the number one star in the ring, right? And I feel bad for Roman because he just looks so nonchalant. You know, like, well, it's kind of funny. You look at Roman standing. But I love what the Rock is doing. I love it. Yeah, yeah, but you look at Roman standing beside him. I mean, geez, thank God they're not testing. Good thing they're not testing in the oh, WWE, yeah. right? I mean, he looks small he in does. front of The Rock right now. The Rock's just massive. But I think they're planting the seeds for that match eventually to happen. I think it might probably go down at like a SummerSlam or something now. Uh, but they are planting the seeds. You can, can tell that they're going to do something with this. Yeah, you can feel the tension along. building. One of them will turn on the other one, and yeah. Well, I think Rock will. Rock, Rock, Rock will end up turning on, on them, and, and you'll probably get this match at SummerSlam. But I like the way they're doing it. They're selling it the right way. Yeah, I get it. I know what you're saying. But the way they're doing it, it seems pretty decent. Um, mm -hmm. So Raw itself, but the promo was fun. I really enjoyed it. Right? It was good. I, I know. It was fun. Isn't it you funny just, that, the, that the guy's in his early 50s and he comes back for all these years away, he's still the best talker in the company. Nobody can cut a promo like Rock in there. Who can even come close to him? You well, I mean, when, when you're talk, getting not even close, he had a hard time with Cena a little bit because Cena, I'll be honest, man, because Cena can fire back, right? But Cena's, if not, I won't say he's better, but I think he's just as good with the stick with his style and the way he would deliver. John Cena's just as good on the right? stick, yeah. So, so thing. you know, you take a look at those two guys, he really fumbled with Cena, but then again, that rock was dealing with a PG kind of crowd. And and he was very limited to what he could say or how he could express himself. But what we saw on yeah, Friday, because Vinny wouldn't let Rock bury Cena. He goes, you can only say right. certain things, right? 
Right, but what we saw on Friday was a rock that was insulting people in the crowd. He called this guy a fatty, which is something you never hear anymore. So that was refreshing because I'm sure that guy probably went home very sad. The last guy I heard somebody calls me fat was Rick Flair. He's like, I could take any woman home, including that fatty. That was in TNA like seven, eight years ago, whatever it was. Right, right, but it's cool. So, I mean, you got rock in his natural element. So let's see how this plays out. I mean, you got, you know, something's happening at the Elimination Chamber. I'm sure they're all going to be there. Uh, for that, uh, and then we'll see how this kind of leads into WrestleMania. Yeah. But I have a feeling something coming out of that's going to lead to a match at WrestleMania Night One, which is going to make things a little bit more confusing again. So the question remains: Will Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes do double duty on WrestleMania weekend? I hope not. I think that's too much. I got to say one thing about The Rock: When you hear guys like Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes crying, complain about Lesnar and Rock. And then The Rock comes back. He's a part-timer. He gets all these things. Well, look at the guy. He can out-talk all of you guys. He looks better than all of you guys. And the guy's in his early 50s. You guys are in your mid-30s. There's no yeah. excuse for this. So work well, I mean, harder I th- and do I think, better to get to his level. I think a lot of it has to do with storyline. I don't think behind the scenes they think that way for the most part. Maybe a little bit, but not for the most part. Well, they do. Well, let's see. Let's see. All right, uh, Raw. All, pretty... all wrestlers are jealous, and all wrestlers are bitter. They all want that spot in the money. It's all about oh, the I money. get it. I get it. But once you come to a certain age and you understand why these guys come in, then you know, no one complains they when they look at their checks. Everyone wants that number one spot. They want. I that get spot. it. I get it. Um, but no one complains when they look at their checks after WrestleMania when a guy like The Rock or Stone Cold comes on the show, right? No, I know, but they want so, that spot. We wouldn't though. I mean, we want that spot. Yeah, in our, yeah, in our world. guys are something special, right? That's the thing they don't, these other guys don't get. Well, yeah, well, that's the world of pro wrestling, my friend. Okay, mm-hmm. so Raw, we start off with Cody and Drew McIntyre having their match. Really good match. Great opener. Uh, solid. Uh, I know you're not a huge fan of the Cody movement or, or him in the ring, no, per I'm se. Not. But, you know, you know, I, I thought both guys worked really, really well together. I, it was I think, not bad, Mark. I think the ending was perfect because they kept both guys really strong. Cody losing his first match now since WrestleMania defeat. The one thing I I did like how Raw started out because usually you see a big promo for 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, It was a good match. One thing that I really noticed in that match is a couple things. How much quicker, I know Drew's way better, how much stronger Drew is, how much of a better wrestler Drew is technically than Cody is. Um, I, I, I just noticed that Cody, he's a good wrestler, but he does everything average. There's nothing, nothing that when he wrestles that stands out. Yeah, he's got a good character. He's over, but as far as his in-ring work, I, I thought Drew was, I thought Drew outshined him in that match. I think Drew's in a position right now where he has to prove a lot. Because keep in mind, guys, he's working he's, hard, man. He's not working with a contract. Well, that's after, good because he's got a little fire in his butt. Because I've never seen yeah. Drew talk better and work better than he's doing right yeah. now. After WrestleMania, he could technically show up on Dynamite if he really wanted to that Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Is he has nothing going on after that, right? Like yep. in terms of contract. So he the, the guy's working hard. He's, he's in his own right now. Right now, if anybody Drew's in that zone because he, he wants a big and I get it. He wants a big pity. It's like NFL player. You're playing yep. a lot of contract. You want that big pity. You, you play your best. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Now I, get he's it. The, I think he's the best right now overall. I get it. I get it. All right. So we had that match pretty solid. Uh yeah. Jimmy and Solo come out, interfere, causing him to lose with the Samoan spike and the outside interference. So that kept Cody safe and that kept Drew safe. So neither guy really had to lose. Cause I was kind of curious, this has to end somehow where, you know, either it's a disqualification or there's interference because you can't 
have you know what I mean? And there has to be something there to make it look worthwhile. So that was the opening match. We get a promo of Gunther and and uh, uh, Jay throughout the night. Uh, you know, just building up that match for the main event. Also on Raw, we got to see all six members or all six participants of the ladies' elimination chamber come out. Yeah. And a little war start out there. Now they had a battle royal as well to determine the last spot. And out came Raquel Rodriguez. We have not seen her in a very long time. Unfortunately, she's been dealing with some skin issues, uh, you know, some kind of rash skin or issues? something. I didn't know that. That's why she's been out, eh? She's been out. She has a debilitating skin issue. Ooh, like I it was just getting to the bones and things like that. So that's what actually kept her out of action. Well, uh, that can be rolling out of those dirty wrestling matches. They're not sanitized, eh? I'm not saying that's what it was, but that can happen. The staff but, infections and stuff, and it gets gross. Yeah, it could be that. Or I think it was just something that she was just dealing with from before yeah. as well. But, I mean, it was just it was kind of that... It's kind of like, I, and I've never had it, but people who tell me who've had it, shingles are the worst pain. Uh, so it could have been something similar to that. But anyways, it's good to see her back in the mix. Yeah. I was kind of missing her. She's kind of, you know, it's She's unfortunate. Well, I mean, it's kind of, you know, who would have known where the stories would have gone if she had stuck around or if she was healthy to stick around? Because at that point, they were kind of building her up where Naya was. You see how things just change all of a sudden, right? So... You know, let's see where she goes from here. She's in the Elimination Chamber match now. So that kind of makes things a little bit interesting. I don't think she's going to win. But here's the thing that I thought was really interesting about this segment. Everyone keeps still talking about Rhea, not acknowledging Naya. Naya comes out and destroys all six women. As she should when she's that big. She's a Brock Lesnar that big. You're that big, that stronger than everybody. Right, Half a foot taller than these women. And I like how they're using her. They're booking her really well. No, absolutely. So then we get to the main event. I, I, I'm I'm just running through Raw here. I mean, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, that yeah. happened there. Uh, we could talk about very quickly. Hopefully, this story is officially over. Gable finally beat Ivar, so maybe these guys are finally but done. That was actually a fairly good match, man. No, for, it was a solid. Yeah, match. Ivar doesn't get enough credit for a big man. He's pretty nimble on his feet. No, he's he can move. No doubt, no mm. doubt in hell. Like that man can move for a big man. The same for Bronson Reed. The same for Drew McIntyre. But just based on the pure girth, yeah, that's what I mean. Humanity of that man. He gets his insane. leg up on the ropes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and Chad works well with him. Like they worked really well together. It was a very solid match. I just wanted to throw that in there. But to yeah, the main event like very Gable. quickly. Uh, yeah, I like Gable a lot too. Uh, moving on to the main event very quickly, we had Jay Uso versus Gunther. Pretty good match, man. I really enjoyed yeah. it. It was really. I always enjoy anytime Gunther's out there. I enjoy the way he works. He's yeah. big, strong, he's tough, he's mean, he's nasty. He looks like a bad guy, and he can you move. Know what I mean, like, yeah, I and he can him. work. All right, Gunther. Right, and uh, Jay looked really good as well. So they had a really, really solid match, and it looked like it was about to be over, but then the bell rings just as the referee's hand is going to go down to three. And sure enough, there he is, man, Mr. Jimmy Uso ringing the bell, coming out there. But this is what they're working towards, right? So, no, I know what they're so, doing. So, so basically, what happens here, he rings the bell. That confuses Jay. That confuses the ref. That gives Ginther enough time. Gets the knees up. Jimmy goes for another splash. Knees hit him. But the way they did it, it, it made sense, right? Because it was just he caught off guard, so the wind's taken out of him. So I had no problem with that roll-up combination. Uh, to to end the match, it just it looked real. It made sense. Uh, after the match, Jimmy comes in, splashes his brother a couple times, lets him know that he's the big brother. 
we're probably going to get Jimmy and Jay at WrestleMania, which is what they've always wanted. That's kind of like their kind of bucket list to be able to fight each other at WrestleMania. So the 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 plan is... And they wanted more along the lines of the main event. It'll be a mid-card match at best. But no, yes, no, no, it'll we'll be a mid-card match. But the, for, for them, it's it's the opportunity they've always wanted, right? Yep. They've always wanted to fight each other. So this is perfect. We're going to get that match at WrestleMania. I don't know what day, but one of those two dates, we'll probably get that match. All right, brother, man, that was Raw in a nutshell. So SmackDown was recorded uh, last week after after SmackDown was live because everyone's in Australia, so they're not going to do the show from there. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll leave that alone because I'm sure everyone can go online and just take a look at the results there and see how it all plays out. It's basically Raw, but in a two-hour version with all the men coming out and, and, you know, stating their claims and running buckshot on everyone so that was that but hey why don't we break down and why don't we make our predictions for this elimination chamber you ready all right let's start with this match first because i think this is the match and i know you're not a big fan of the ladies per se but the reality is i think this is probably the best built match that they have on this card Rhea versus nia Jax. I, what I what I mean that is just the way they've been building up both characters, the way they built up the storyline, the way they built up this match. I mean, it, it just looks like and and Rhea's being completely dominated by her throughout this whole program so far. She hasn't she hasn't really gotten a lick on her. Now it's just been destroying her, destroying her at every every time they kind of come to pass. Um but that being said, I kind of look at this match this way. I think Nia is just going to dominate, 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 beat her up, and then Rhea's probably going to get her one shot in there, and she's probably going to win. So I think oh, Rhea, Rhea... Hotter, hotter than twenty percent of my life savings is winning. She's going to fight back at WrestleMania. This is the problem with the booking now; it's, it's too obvious. Something I hope, and I hope one of my predictions is wrong, and I hope they give us this crazy somebody wins that we don't think is going to win. Spice up WrestleMania because if all the favorites win, that's a boring pay per view. And that makes WrestleMania boring and predictable. But yes, you're right. Nia will be crap out of her, smash it around. Rhea will get a quick shot, maybe cheat, play dirty, win. Rhea 100% wins. And it's kind of interesting because you're going heel versus heel, right? So that should be an interesting dynamic as well to see how this plays out. Yeah, it's going to be a good match. Makes me wonder if Dom plays a role in this at all. Not sure. Either way, Rhea retains for sure. Well, I mean, like, well, she returns for sure, but will it take having outside interference for her to win, which will keep Nia dominant, right? Which still keeps her in that WrestleMania kind of picture, so to speak, right? Like, I mean, yeah. if this is the case, you know, and, and I'm going on a limb here, I'm, I'm booking it myself right now. If Rhea wins due to outside interference, even after how dominant Rhea was or how dominant Nia was throughout the whole match, you know, that could be a triple threat at WrestleMania. Who knows, right? So maybe let's see. All right, let's go to the women's elimination chamber. Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. Wow. Interesting. Too obvious. It's too obvious. Obviously, Becky is winning. She's going to go on to fight Rhea Ripley. I would hope, I would like to see Bianca win, something like that. You know what I mean? But this has been building, like you've been saying before, it's building up for a while, the Becky versus Rhea. It's going to main event one of the night, one or night two. I'm not sure which one. Um, Becky is going to win. No-brainer again. And I hate saying that, but I don't see it going the other way. Who do you got in this? Well, I mean, all lead, all roads lead to Becky Lynch. But 
like you said, if they want to twist something around here, and they've been doing a pretty good job of twisting stuff up a lot lately, right? I mean, considering what we were supposed to get. I hope Becky doesn't. I don't enjoy Becky. I just maybe just her voice, the way she comes across. Just I'm not you, saying she's not talented, but she's just thank you. not a fan of her. Thank you for mentioning young, that. So. Now, if you noticed last night on Ron, I don't know if you paid attention to this. Or I not, watched the whole promo, yeah. When they did the you know face to face with with uh, Rhea and and Naya, you notice that right? Rhea sounds a lot like Becky in her delivery and the way she speaks. The only difference is she has an Australian accent, but she's absolutely not far off from her her delivery. She's not far off from the way she enunciates and the way she speaks and the words that she chooses. She, she's using. I thought Nia, I thought Nia held it on in that promo. Saying, I'm bigger than you. I'll squash you. Like I liked how Nia stayed big and strong. Hundred percent. All right. You know what? I'm gonna have fun with this. Okay. So you're saying Becky? I don't want her to win, but yeah, she's gonna win. I want Bianca okay. to win. I so like just, Bianca. just to play devil's advocate, I'm gonna go live Morgan. Yeah, I hope so. Right. Only because she's being quiet. She's being back. And if you really want to, well, she got that DUI charge. Wasn't she driving with weed in the car? Well, you know. No, I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying she's going to that might I don't think they're gonna let her win because it's kind of embarrassed them a little bit. Well, possibly, but you know what? Like I said, I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised. You don't ever hire Liv Morgan and Usos as your drivers because you ain't gonna get very far. There you go. I mean, if you really want to go off the board, maybe Tiffany Stratton, but I think she's too early in her career at the main roster to kind of get that spot. So and Bianca, I don't know, you know, I think she's gonna end up doing something with with on the other brand, anyways. So it's it's going to be interesting to see here what what they do, but yeah, you know what, Becky should win this match, but I won't be surprised if someone else does, and if that is someone else, I like it to be Liv Morgan. That's just me. Yeah. All right, men elimination chamber elimination chamber match. This one's really interesting. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. All roads lead to Drew McIntyre winning this. What what a yeah what a solid group of guys I wouldn't have Kevin Owens in there I know why they're putting him in there he's going to beat with Logan Paul the other match at Mania but in this eliminate yes Drew will win but in this elimination chamber match they'll start a feud I think this is where you're going to see LA Knight and maybe Orton at WrestleMania something they'll turn each other they'll screw out each other the match you're going to see that feud building if I was booking myself I'd like Orton to win because he just came back he looks good he's hot but you could just tell right now it's Drew's time like I said. He's in the zone with the promos. He's working hard. He looks amazing. Drew's going to get it. But I'm, this match is going to be great. The talent in this match is off the chain. Logan's going to do something crazy flying around. I mean, but Drew, Drew's going to take it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And you know what? I don't know if we're going to get a Randy Orton LA Knight. I almost have a feeling that AJ is going to come and interfere and, and do something to LA Knight because that seems to be more of the storyline that they're going with. Maybe they triple threat it with those three. Possibly, right? Because those three kind of being going around in a circle Speaking together. Speaking of LA Knight, I kind of feel bad for the guy. You know, he's an older guy. He just finally got popular at 40. And all of a sudden, here comes Rock. Here comes the Cody Crybabies. Here comes Orton. He kind of was the most popular guy. He's kind of fizzled down a little bit. But yeah, but the same could have been said for Sammy and Kevin Owens this time last year too, right? And the Usos. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of wrestling. And, you know, I said this. And guys, I implore you to go back to look at our WrestleMania preview shows. And this is what I said then. And I'll say it again. You can gauge wrestling from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. And it's completely different from each show because the things that you kind of expect, it's almost like the reset button at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the, the guys that were on top of the world, you think, okay, great. They're there. They're there. 
but here we are. And now there's a different group of guys that are in those same spots that, that, you know, Sammy and Kevin and the Usos were in. So yeah. that's the beauty Speaking of, of the elimination chamber. I don't yeah. know if you've listened to it, but I've been listening to it a little bit and it's a great podcast. It's Logan Paul's podcast. He's had Seth on there. He's had yeah. John Cena on there. He's had triple H on there and he asks good questions. And, uh, yeah, good, impulsive, impulsive, right? Impulsive, that's what it's yeah, called, yeah, yeah. No, it's not bad. He gets all the guys on there and he asks the serious questions. Even when you work with the guys to get him on, but yeah, he's pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one guy that you know, it's kind of curious because both these guys have been in the arena at the same time, but for you know, for for reasons, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, there are legit reasons. But The Rock will have nothing to do with Logan Paul. Why? Huh? It is for the story or in real life? In real life. Why? Well, they were close. They were about to do things together, but then all that stuff happened with with Logan in Japan showing all the dead bodies in the forest hanging from the trees, and and whatnot, and that just kind of turned them off. And but, you, but you, okay, so that was a bad move on Logan Paul. He was young as a kid. Yeah, Rock will stand and shake Mike Tyson's hand. I mean, so the guy is a hit go player. figure. Go figure. I was yeah, just that's what I mean. So this is a problem with the Rock. Is he and that whole whole? Remember when him and Oprah said donate to Hawaii, dude? You're almost a billionaire. Put some of your own money down too. Don't expect us. We will, but you need to pay too. Yeah, but I think him, Oprah, and a few other people were the ones lighting the fire. I know that's a conspiracy theory, but I mean, you know, I, the, I, 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 I don't want to whether it or not. Like, I get it. You want everybody to help and donate, and that's fine. We will. But you guys just said we've donated two hundred grand. We donated a million dollars. You guys are almost billionaire. Oprah is a billionaire. Rock is damn close. And so two, this is a lot of this is kind of why I don't mind a little bit how some of the fans are kind of booing the rock because he's done a lot of silly things, you know, nothing bad, but it's like hypocritical things over the last few years. And the Black Adam movie bombs. So some people are getting tired of his little uh little stick, so to speak. And like, so you don't like Logan Paul. Well, Logan Paul did was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. I get that. He's a young kid being stupid. But Mike Tyson is stone cold and a lot worse than Logan Paul's ever done. Hey, man. And he's their buddies. I can't disagree with you, but then again, you know, it, it just goes around. The people that get in trouble and the people they shake hands with, I mean, that can be said across the board with so many people, right? I ho- yeah. I totally hear you. Um, but I just thought it was interesting because they were both I didn't know that about The Rock wouldn't be around. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to the Cena interview. He mentions it there as well, but I knew this from before. He's talked about Logan Paul has talked about it before, and he he wants so bad for The Rock to forgive him. It's interesting. Check it out, man. Yeah, um, well, go back and find it. I'll find the clip for you and I'll send it to you after the show. Rock will forgive people that rape people and beat the crap out of their wives, but don't show a bad don't show a bad video. Well, he will hate you. Like, come on, dude. Well, I mean, if you think about look at his upbringing, his he's got brothers and sisters that he's only figuring out now because his dad on the road. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. you come you come from that culture, you're okay with it. Anything that you're not used to out of your culture, you're gonna. True. You know, shoot True. him and be like this, right? Like, I yep. mean, and back to the Hawaii thing. Oprah, Jeff Bezos, all these guys are billionaires, billionaires, billionaires. Between the three of them, they could they have picked up that bill. But they asking they could have up picked the up the bill and it wouldn't even put a dent. It's like me giving you five bucks, dude. Exactly, exactly. This is why I'm in enamored by Elon Musk more and more and more. Oh, I love the man. Love the man. Brilliant, right? man. Love Elon. Elon Musk. Uh, he's a great Jordan, sense of humor. He's actually quite a silly guy. Actually, he's got a sense of humor. Goose what I like about Elon is that he will listen to people. Uh, go back and watch this video that he he's on. Like he was talking, he was at SpaceX and he was talking to the media. And this guy said, "Hey, why don't you guys try this with the with the rockets coming down?" And he stopped. 
that's a good idea. I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they took that guy's idea and applied it to the program. So he's yeah, willing he, to listen. That's what I like about a, Elon Musk. He's a reasonable guy. Even if he doesn't like you or agree with you, he'll let you to say what you have to say. Yeah, exactly. But he'll also tell you, no, I don't agree with this and explain why. Whereas most people and even parents, they don't tell their kids why they're in trouble. They just say no. They yeah. say no, go to your room. If we actually explain to our children why they're in trouble or what this means by doing these things, I think our kids and our parents would have better relationships and more cohesiveness. Absolutely. Totally All right. agree with you. We totally off topic here, but let's get back to it. We're both, we're both going with Drew. Pardon? We're both I, I think Drew. we're both going with Drew. Yeah, it has to be Drew. But here's the problem, and I'll get to that in a minute after this, okay? Let's yeah. get through this quickly, though. Undisputed Tag Team Championships, like not much has really been done with this. Not much has really been promoted. Maybe we'll see a little bit on the pre-taped SmackDown. Uh, but we're basically getting Judgment Day versus Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, huh? Judgment Day retains. Yeah, Judgment Day will probably take it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put it on the other guys. If we're looking for a surprise, this might be it. I hope so. You know, they're young enough. They need to get their chance to uh, build their brand up. Yeah. So hopefully, I wouldn't mind seeing the title change here. Possibly, and I think that's where it might happen. Um, you know what? That being said, I think I'll switch. I'll go bait and and uh, done. Done. Yeah. I hope okay. you're right. Yeah, I hope so. I think Judgment Day wins, but I'm cheering for those guys. For sure. The Grayson Waller effect with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. And now, before we go there, there's one segment on Raw that I forgot to mention that should be mentioned. They go backstage, set, uh, um, Cody sitting there holding his throat, you know, trying to clear his it, feel better. Doctors leave the room. Seth comes in, doesn't say a word, just looks at him. Cody looks at him. Yeah. You know, whatever Seth told him before, like, these guys are going to come after you. They're going to attack you. They're going to do this and that. You need some help. That's him acknowledging it. So these guys are going to be on the Gracer Waller effect show. I'm not sure why. Why? Like, I love Grayson Waller. I think he's hilarious. But why are they doing Seth and Cody again? We know Cody's fighting the Rock. So why, what's the point of having them keep chatting with each other? Because every time they get there, they start crying together. And you notice last night that Seth, was in, uh, I don't know if they showed it on TV, but he was in Becky's change room and he grabbed Becky's shirt and then he came out um, uh, for Raw. Did you notice that? Yeah. The polka dot see-through shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez. So, I, and I, I guess I'm just taking a look here right now. So we got Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax. We got that. We got the Women Elimination Chamber. We got the Men's Chamber. And basically, that's the card, bro. Tag team match with the Grayson Waller effect. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad Grayson Waller, obviously. Australia needs to be out there. They're gonna love him, but why? Why Seth and Cody? We already this is done. We already know it's Cody and Rock. Because it's all a, because it's all the build. You want to know why I think it's gonna happen this way? Because this, and you're gonna probably disagree with this. And this is why I said at the beginning of the show: Will we see Seth and Cody and Roman all doing double duty for WrestleMania? Because I have a feeling in order to get the Rock on the card, because he's gonna be in the corner. I almost have a feeling you're going to get Cody and Seth as a tag team on night one against Roman and Rock on night one. And what I think, yeah, right. here, let, me, let me play it out. So what's going to happen here is you're probably going to get Cody and Seth maybe winning that match somehow. I don't know by disqualification or by interference, but that's going to rub Rock the wrong way. Or the Rock will get pinned if he's gonna, you know, you know what I mean. It's gonna lead to something where I have a feeling that when we get to night two, the Rock may just turn on him then, and and, and create something. Cost him the belt, maybe. 
and right and cost him the belt where, where Cody wins. So I mean, it's it's all storylines. Like I mean, we you know like this is it. This we're building up to something else. So I think this is just another cog in in this story that they're building up, and that is the biggest story in wrestling right now. So yeah, man. I mean, yep. here we go, elimination chamber. Too bad at why you know I don't understand. I understand why Kevin Owens Kevin Owens elimination chamber match, but for Logan Paul, but Austin Theory needs to be on this card, man. He's young, he's strong. They, they don't use him enough. They don't use him well, and they're, they're wasting his talent. You know, he's young. He's got to work. He's in better shape than ninety percent of these guys are. Well, I mean, just, he uh, lost a lot of steam after Vince left. So, well, that's what it is. Because that's that's exactly how it works in wrestling. But let's see what they do. Like I said, I, I'm sure they still have faith in. They're just not sure what to do with the kid right now because, again, all the people coming back, all the different directions, the Cody Crybabies, this and this, right? I mean, it, it all. I'm sure he'll be there in Australia beside him because him and Grayson are kind of a tag team right now, right? I mean, if anything, maybe yeah, he might come on and do something. But may, maybe nobody, maybe, nobody can do a drop kick like uh, like Austin. They might get the height. He gets his job and is impressive. No, I look at it this way, okay? What I can predict happening, and this can happen before May, I look at maybe Dunn and, and Bates winning the tag team titles and then having those two take it off of them and having a bit of a run with it, building them up, and then we'll see. I would like to see a faction that are actually, are actually like guys that are in shape and actually good workers for a change instead of all these, like, I'm not trying to be rude, but, you know, little guy out of shape factions. Why don't we go Austin Theory, Logan Paul, and Grayson Waller team up, make a super crew, and let those young guys, athletic guys, built guys, get at it. You know what I mean? If you think about it, they already kind of have seed planted. They kind of have a little bit right? of something building there, right? So so you got that happening as well. So like I said, because Logan knows... to make those guys stars outside of the ring with the prime and hanging out and all that chilling out and stuff, right? And, and, and that probably might likely happen here, right? Like I said, I mean, mm -hmm. he's kind of been in cahoots with those two anyways. They've kind of helped them win and retain as well so i mean they're out there there's something brewing watch something will happen yeah. there with them eventually but like you said man you said it yourself i mean with with all the stuff that's kind of happened in the last two months is totally changed the direction that they probably wanted to go with everything right and yeah. it just doesn't affect one guy it starts to affect him it starts to affect her yeah he just thousands and on elimination chamber sammy zane's not on it so not every right. there's only a certain amount of spots on the card exactly right so you look at where sammy was exactly you look at where sammy was last time or last year this time at elimination chamber you Dude, was, i was there it was insane right how popular he was and, and this now year he's not on the card. card right so yeah. you're probably going to see him in a number two, number three match, night one or two, against Shinsuke just to get on the card, sort of a deal. I think the path is already set for for Owens. He's going to fight Logan Paul, but keep in mind these two guys were the biggest story after night one, and now they're second or third matches. So it just shows you yeah. things change on a dime, right? And it just shows you the power of yeah. a real superstar coming in and shaking all of it up. All right, brother man, we've. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm glad the Rock's back. He's bringing, he's bringing in, you know, the casual guys, and people are talking about it. So he's doing what he's supposed to do. 100. percent Okay, we've jibber jabbed pretty much for quite a bit here. So let's let everyone process our thoughts, guys. Let us know your predictions. Who do you think is going to win these matches? Who do you think is going to go on to WrestleMania? And yeah, let us know in the comments. We really, really want to know what you guys think. All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday. We have one SmackDown pre-taped. Uh, probably find out who already won. And then we go straight to the Elimination Chamber. My advice to you, keep your phones off. Turn your notifications off. That's all you really have to do. Turn off your notifications. And if you're really, really desperate and don't want to know, eliminate your apps. 
just eliminate the apps that you use to give you your your information and have a good dress wake up and enjoy this with some breakfast i'll be honest i will probably try to stay up because i'm just that kind of fool but then again yeah. you know actually i probably will not stay up because um yeah you know what i'll we'll figure it out how about you you're gonna watch it live or you're gonna wake up the next morning no i'll be all right yeah all right all right be all right I just realized two o'clock Saturday morning, I probably wouldn't be best in my best interest. I have to work Sunday morning. You'd be a tired <laughs> guy if you do. Well, I mean, yeah, work, work can get heavy sometimes. So you never know. Yeah. Right. So uh, I think we will just watch this on Sunday as well. So guys, gals, I'm Bobby Samson. He is Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you and everybody, guys, girls, it's Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week. We're coming off a long weekend here in British Columbia. Um, and then America, President's Day. And President's Day. But this is the funny thing. Family Day back east is on a different day. Yeah, I'm not sure why we get ours this day. I'm not sure. Just... I don't know. Anyways, on that note, guys, be safe. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay healthy. Get some rest and enjoy this Elimination Chamber matchup on Sunday morning, guys. Samp and Chance, we are out.